Good morning. Welcome to St. Patrick's Cathedral. Today is Friday, the second week of Lent. Our celebrant this morning is Father Salvo, director of St. Patrick's Cathedral. This Mass is being offered for Pauline, her friend. The worship program for this morning's celebration can be downloaded at www.stpatrickscathedral.org live. Hymns can be found in the blue St. Michael's hymnal. At this time, we invite you to rise for our entrance hymn number 770, Take Up Your Cross, number 770. Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Dear sisters and brothers, as we begin these sacred mysteries, let us first call to mind our sins and ask our Lord to grant us his peace, his mercy, and his forgiveness. Lord Jesus, you came to heal the contrite of heart. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. You came to call sinners to yourself. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. You are seated at the right hand of the Father to intercede for us. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us pray. Grant, we pray, Almighty God, that purifying us by the sacred practice of penance, you may lead us in sincerity of heart to attain the holy things to come through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of Genesis. Israel loved Joseph best of all his sons, for he was the child of his old age, and he had made him a long tunic. When his brothers saw that their father loved him best of all his sons, they hated him so much that they would not even greet him. One day, when his brothers had gone to pasture their father's flock at Shechem, Israel said to Joseph, Your brothers, you know, are tending our flocks at Shechem. Get ready, I will send you to them. So Joseph went after his brothers and caught up with them in Dothan. They noticed him from a distance. And before he came up to them, they plotted to kill him. They said to one another, here comes that master dreamer. Come on, let us kill him and throw him into one of the cisterns here. We could say that a wild beast devoured him. We shall then see what comes of his dreams. When Reuben heard this, he tried to save him from their hands, saying, we must not take his life. Instead of shedding blood, he continued, just throw him into that cistern there in the desert, but do not kill him outright. 
His purpose was to rescue him from their hands and return him to their father. So when Joseph came up to them, they stripped him of the long tunic he had on. Then they took him and threw him into the cistern, which was empty and dry. They then sat down to their meal. Looking up, they saw a caravan of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead, their camels laden with gum, balm, and resin to be taken down to Egypt. Judah said to his brothers, what is to be gained by killing our brother and concealing his blood? Rather, let us sell him to these Ishmaelites instead of doing away with him ourselves. After all, he is our brother, our own flesh. His brothers agreed. They sold Joseph to the Ishmaelites for 20 pieces of silver. The word of the Lord. <clears throat> Remember the marvels the Lord has done. Remember the marvels the Lord has done. When the Lord called down a famine on the land and ruined the crop that sustained them, he sent the man before them, Joseph, sold as slave. Remember the marvels the Lord has done. They had weighed him down with fetters, and he was bound with chains, till his prediction came to pass, and the word of the Lord proved him true. Remember the marvels the Lord has done. The king sent and released him. The ruler of the peoples set him free. He made him lord of his house and ruler of all his possessions. Remember the marvels the Lord has done. Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to the chief priests and the elders of the people, hear another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard, put a hedge around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a tower. Then he leased it to tenants and went on a journey. When vintage time drew near, he sent his servants to the tenants to obtain his produce. But the tenants seized the servants, and one they beat, another they killed, and a third they stoned. Again, he sent other servants, more numerous than the first ones, but they treated them in the same way. Finally, he sent his son to them, thinking, they will respect my son. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to one another, this is the heir, Come, let us kill him and acquire his inheritance. They seized him, threw him out of the vineyard, and killed him. 
What will the owner of the vineyard do to those tenants when he comes? They answered him, He will put those wretched men to a wretched death and lease his vineyard to other tenants who will give him the produce at the proper times. Jesus said to them, Did you never read in the scriptures the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone? By the Lord has this been done, and it is wonderful in our eyes. Therefore, I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people that will produce its fruit. When the chief priests and the Pharisees heard his parables, they knew that he was speaking about them. And although they were attempting to arrest him, they feared the crowds, for they regarded him as a prophet. The Gospel of the Lord. During the Lenten season, which is a time of conversion and a time of spiritual honesty with God and with ourselves in everything that we are struggling with in life, throughout the, the days, the, the readings always reminds us of different aspects that we must look out for in, in our lives. And today, one thing that we see in common with the readings is jealousy. We see in the parable that Jesus is giving us how at the end of the day, the tenants were, who represented uh, those that wanted uh, to kill Jesus, there was a jealousy about his popularity and, and a fear that he would be taken away from the, their, their own stance in, in, in the hierarchy of, of the religion. But also we see in the book of Genesis, the jealousy that the older brothers of Joseph had at the moment that they even wanted to kill him after his father gave uh, Joseph, the, the, his, the youngest son, the, the tunic that he made specially for him and how he was obviously his favorite. And to the point that they wanted to kill him, eventually they ended up selling him as a slave because of their jealousy, very clearly said here. And therefore, it's something that is, is a common uh, tragedy that we see not only in scriptures, of course, we see that beginning with Cain and Abel, how, how Cain was jealous of the offering of Abel, and we see it throughout because it's one of the tragedies of our, human, our humanity and our human life and, and can and always has been a poison for the soul to, to be imbued in, in jealousy. And it's always, of course, something that takes away our joy, our peace, and something that we must always be in the lookout for and, 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 and confessing it if, if, if we are in that process and putting it to prayer. If someone has become jealous and sometimes it happens without perhaps being conscious of it, but it happens, it has to be addressed with God, it has to be addressed in the confessional, and always it has to be remind. we have to remember that the virtue that helps, that is the antidote of jealousy, is gratitude. So if, when, when we practice gratitude, and we know that we are blessed, and we know that God loves us, and we know that, that, that God has filled us with our own unique blessings that we need at this given time for whatever purpose God has for our lives, 
then why will be, there be jealousy? Why would we even uh, compare ourselves to others when we, all we have to do is focus on what God gives us and how we're going to put that to good use? All of the older brothers of Joseph, had they seen that at that moment, they would have realized with gratitude that they had a very special younger brother and that they had a father that loved him, but they also were loved by him and, and that they had many blessings. But instead, they just focused on how Joseph was the favorite and, and everything became a tragedy. Although years later, they will see that in the end, he will save them because of God. Of course, God takes something good out of this. And, and then Joseph saves their lives in, in, in the future. But anyways, that's something that, that we must always know that we, it can sneak up. It can be something that, we, we, uh, that can happen. And, and we always need to be very, very uh, on top of that with God's grace. But also during our, our present culture, there's something that can be just as dangerous. And it's there. And it's something that young people, uh, we must, you know, take care of with young people, it's the fact it's always been as tragic as jealousy has been and as dangerous as, as being uh, jealous it is to, to a person and, and so many of the tragedies of human life have stemmed in jealousy. There's also the people that consciously want to make other people jealous, which is also a huge tragedy of, of the ego and pride and so on. And that's always existed throughout humanity, but now it's, it's more rampant because of social media. And so there are literally so many thousands of young people out there that make a living by trying to make other, their peers jealous in social media. Or, or even if they're not, that's, that's, that's what is in, in fashion uh, these days. And even though, of course, as an adult, we know that so much of it is so fake, and so much of it is so filtered, and so much of it is just ridiculous. Someone that is young does not see it that way. They just have all the sensations of jealousy that their peer has this, and lives like that, and looks like that, and so on, and they don't. And therefore, it brings them all of the consequences of jealousy, like depression, like a low self-esteem, like, like all of the tragedies that come from that. And therefore, it, it's, it's even more uh, a problem now in our times for, for our young. It, it used to be that, of course, there was always some of that, but it used to always be more focused on perhaps uh, movie stars and, 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 and athletes and certain people in society that was not compared to most people. It was more everyone knew it was all, all kind of like a production. Now, it's done in such a way that the lines are blurred and, and therefore, we have to be even more on the lookout. We have to teach one another and we have to teach our young that we must be grateful for what we have, not compare oneself to others, and that also that even if it looks like someone is, has all this and is winning, we don't know the tragedies in their lives and, and the crosses that they carry. If someone has to act in a certain way that they're trying to consciously make other people jealousy, there's obviously a big, deep wound in them that, that is a problem. And, and therefore, instead of, of, of being annoyed or, or being jealous, it's like we have to pray for them that that, that heals so they don't have to go around their lives trying to, uh, make, to, to impress others in such ways. So whatever the case is, whether we are victims of jealousy or whether we are victims of trying to make other people jealous, it is something that we have to bring to God. 
and it is something that we have to, to confess, it is something that we have to convert, and, and it is something that we definitely have to be conscious of because we don't want anything to get in the way with our Lord and with our brothers and sisters, and we don't want anything to get in the way of appreciating what God has given us by our own lives and our own gifts and, and the way that, that he has given each of us a mission to the end, all come into the same place, which is to be in the fullness of happiness in heaven, where of course there will be no more jealousy because the fullness of joy and peace will be ours. And that is what he wants in the end for each and every one of us. So let us pray for that during this Lenten season in this time in which we want to re replace any vice that has crept into our lives with virtue. God bless you. With hope in the abundant goodness of our loving God, we bring to him our cares and concerns. Let us pray for church leaders. May God continue to guide them in faithfully proclaiming the kingdom of God. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For world leaders, may God grant them wisdom in making decisions that promote God's peace and justice. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For those suffering from loneliness or anxiety or jealousy, may the Lord help them close and bring them comfort. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all of us gathered here, may God strengthen us against temptation and graciously hear our prayers for one another. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all who have died, especially for the soul of Pauline, may God in his mercy grant them salvation in the kingdom of heaven. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, look favorably on the prayers of your people. We ask this in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Pray, brothers and sisters, that this my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, our almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and good of all his holy church. May your merciful grace prepare your servants, O God, for the worthy celebration of these mysteries and lead them to it by a devout way of life through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation. 
always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, almighty and eternal God. For you will that our self-denial should give you thanks, humble our sinful pride, contribute to the feeling of the poor, and so help us imitate you in your kindness. And so we glorify you with countless angels as with one voice of praise we acclaim. for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and giving thanks broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, take this all of you and eat of it for this is my body which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples saying, take this all of you and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity together with Francis, our Pope, and Timothy, our Bishop, and all the clergy. 
Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection, and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles, St. Patrick, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. At the Savior's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. The kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed.
Our communion hymn number 409, Ah Holy Jesus, number 409. Having received this pledge of eternal salvation, we pray, O Lord, that we may set our course so well as to attain the redemption you promised through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Mass has ended. Let us go in peace. Thanks be to God. And have a beautiful day, everyone. Our recessional hymn, number 661, O God, our help in ages past, number 661. 